0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend.
1: I'm Sheila Shoige and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. This week I speak to the ultimate gaff goddess,
0: Laura DeBara. Don't fold yourself in for other people because at the end of the day, other people don't care they will care, if they care enough to do a little comment, everyone's comments about other people are are internal dialogue anyway. Yes. You know, they are kind of how they're feeling or sometimes else someone might make a comment and I think, oh wow, like you haven't actually ventured outside into a big city enough. Like you don't realise that loads of people do this or it might be something like that. You know, they might not have had a lot of experience or they might be a bit close-minded. Yes. I would have been close-minded at a time. Everyone grows. You kind of got to move on. People don't actually care enough when it comes to your home. You're living with this. Yeah. Don't feel like that idiot who made themselves smaller for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you have the best taste for you. You have the most incredible taste for you. No one has better taste for you.
1: Originally from Cork, Laura is a property portfolio developer who lives in London with her fiancé. She's just released her second book, Décor Galore, and like her first one, Gaff Goddess, it's full of inspiration and practical tips on making the most of your home. In this episode, she talks about her background in fashion, her top tips to living well, and she also answers a load of questions that were sent in on Instagram too. It's a really insightful and fun conversation that I absolutely loved, and I hope you do too. Here it is. Laura, I am so chuffed that you're here. You are by far, I I was going to say one of the coolest. You're probably the coolest person I follow on Instagram. I am not. Yeah, I think so. I think it is fair to say. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here in front of me. And judging by the reaction on Instagram, because I popped up yesterday, I was going to be talking to you today. And oh my God, so many people were just saying, I have no question. I just love her. She's the coolest person ever. So you have a lot of fans out there.
0: That's so nice, because I think social media can be such a scary place especially at the moment yeah yeah but I always find that like if people are into what I'm into it's usually just a really sound kind of person yeah You like when you got in touch I was like oh my god I can't believe this because your audience is so sound it's always people that are so nice so yeah. I was just like oh absolutely put me down for this like I just I can't wait oh so. brilliant So let's get a bit of a background I mean I know a
1: lot of people listening Who'd be drawn to this conversation Will already know you Mm -hmm. um, But it's still nice to kind of get a sense of you So you're from Cork Whereabouts in Cork are you from? From
0: Douglas And then like my mum lives a little bit closer now to the city But like I always just say Douglas Douglas Yeah (laughs) And you have two sisters and a brother? Yeah so four of us all together Two years between everyone Same as our house, and four of us,
1: just two girls, two boys. And you're all really creative, aren't you, in your family?
0: Yeah, my mum is quite creative. Like, growing up, our parents would definitely have not bad an eyelid at us wanting to do something a bit different. I think we all find each other quite interesting, so it's nice, you know. Like, obviously, when you're siblings, you scrap each other and stuff like that, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great fun. (laughs) And it's Um, healthy. It is so healthy, and it's hilarious. It's worse if you don't. Yeah, it's a bit like, are you really getting on if you're not kind of tearing the odds to <laughs> off each other? Um, but I do think, like, we find each other's work interesting, so that's nice. And, like, they're such good company for, like, a glass of wine. Like, I'm seeing my sister later, and, like, she's such good company, I can't wait, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And your your mum, I know, is, like, you, you
1: speak about her a lot on social media, and, it's, and she's a good sounding board for you, isn't she? For she stuff? is. She's,
0: like... I don't know, just does just, just four kids do it for you? And maybe being, like, they, my parents put up before divorce was even legal in Ireland. You know what I mean? So, like, I imagine you learn a lot through things like that. Yeah. And she is very wise. But she, she always teaches us how to find our own kind of wise. You know, that way, mm. like, she's obviously, like wants to look after us in a motherly sense but like she'll say to me like "Auntie's never come to a busy mind so she's always which is quite she has all these kind of mindful ways but I don't think she'd ever think of herself as mindful okay just comes generation. intuitively yeah it, do you know what it is it's a really typical Irish mother kind of way of slow down you can handle this yeah great gather yourself go you know like be aware of the bigger picture kind of vibe like so she's really good that way and she's re- she's so creative like she'll just do something like she's a garden full of these amazing flowers and i just see as she's getting older and she's less busy with children yeah yeah um and getting more into her own kind of stuff like it's i'm only seeing that like she's a real true artist like you know yes it's well I mean, just when
1: you're talking about your mom i'm thinking about about you because i would see you as somebody who's such a fabulous role model for other women really okay. yeah <laughs> big time Big time, because, you, you know, you obviously are kind of the epitome of empowerment and kind of independence and you're very sexy and you've got all the stuff going on. But it's it's really important what you're doing as well, because you're helping, you know, not just women of your own age and older, but the younger women mm-hmm. coming up to kind of rewrite what we thought we knew about um, gender roles, I suppose.
0: Yeah. and And also, like, I think it's quite important not to be too... Like, I find, like, a lot of the women I admire never claim to be perfect, never claim to know it all. I really admire women that are openly in a learning, on a learning curve. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I just, like there's one woman actually, Penny Martin, the editor of the Gentlewoman magazine. Like every time I speak to her, she's learned something new and she's passing it on. Yes. Or she's kind of saying, she doesn't question things that people might automatically question of a woman and stuff like that. And it's like, I think that's kind of stuff that women like, to surround themselves with. And mm. when you start to spot that in other women, you start to crave that in women's company. Yes, okay, you know? I get you. I Do you love get that. you what I mean? You yeah, start yeah, to suddenly yeah. think, oh, that's, that's one of them. I'm going to follow her. Mm. Or, mm. And then I think, like, I if I hadn't had other women going, I love that, tell me a little bit more, I don't think I would have kept going. Okay. Publicly, I would have obviously kept on going at work and doing all my bits and playing disco music and doing whatever. But I was only started to share more and more because... I felt like it was welcomed yeah and that's mainly women like doing that you know like I know that share is for men as well Mm. but it's kind of and obviously there are men that go oh this is you know quite refreshing but like a lot of women kind of going oh I don't get to hear that that often I'm like well I will share it you Mm. know because sometimes I I do get a bit shy being like you know like I second guess myself I think like I always feel like a bit of a, like, some personalities are kind of storytelling personalities. Like, you'd probably be the same. Like, we like conversation. We enjoy mm, conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's something that oh, will always be a part of our day and our lives and stuff. So, like, if people are enjoying bits, and I do like to share, but women have been so encouraging. And when I see, like, somebody who will say, oh, I loved what you said about this... I took that, I turned it into this for me and look what I, I've i done for myself. I'm like, oh my God, that's really powerful. Yes. You know, it's, it takes a certain woman to look at something I'm doing and go, hmm, I can apply that. It must be really satisfying for you. So satisfying. Yeah. Like, it just makes me think like, yes. Yeah. You know, like, yes, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, she yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and also like, I just remember when I didn't know how to do, like it might be silicone coning it back. And I remember when I, the first time I did it, when you finish, you are just like, I am woman, hear me roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's not it. something that a lot of men can do. And it's not a lot of something that a lot of contractors can do. Like it's a really difficult thing to do. Like yeah. plumbers always end up doing it and they always hate doing it. And then tilers hate doing it because it's just you know, it's not the tiling process necessarily. So like to become good at that is really neat and it's really it's a really cool thing to be good at. So yeah. and but it, it takes everything. It's, it you have to be mindful, you've got to be slow, you've got to understand the whole process you've got to like take a lot of precautions and then it's just this slow steady job but it's so satisfactory okay (laughs) (laughs) i must give it a go sometime i mean wait a few
1: months (laughs) (laughs) so in a nutshell can you give the listener just i'm just trying to think of the person who's listening maybe for the Mm -hmm. first time um you know you came from kind of the fashion world that was your training before you kind of moved into what you do primarily now um so how did that come about
0: So I was working in high street supply. Like I had done like um, one of the kind of internship bits at River Island, stuff like that. And I was working for a Turkish company, working there for years. I was head of menswear when I decided to leave because it was just fast fashion had come in and it was just getting so boring because it was no longer like what I used to was going through all of the catwalks, taking them and turning them strategically into something that could be worn on the high street. You know, back in the day, you'd be like... (gasps) that looks just like that Prada top, you know? Yeah, 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 And, but we started to then cut corners to deliver quicker. Like, I always say it, that effing blue duster coat that Kylie Jenner, Jenner came out in changed it for everybody. Everybody wanted this coat. I remember um, most High Street stores, because we used to get the figures for New Look, Primark, everything. They were selling, like, millions of this coat, basically. Yeah. Like, it was like... And then it was like, wait, if we can do that again, a really quick response. And then it just became about everything. Mm. And... A friend of mine was like um, a director at Burberry, and I was getting—we like, were getting rip-offs of his collections on the catwalk, well, on into the high street quicker than Burberry was. So, like, then high end had to change because they were like having to do like direct ordering. It, just the whole industry was having to change. wasn't feeling it. Then I moved to a little kind of boutique brand, thinking maybe I wanted to design more. It was quite toxic. So My old boss the whole time was going, "Come back, come back. I'll find you a job in one of my companies." Because I find that a lot of like people who own a lot of companies, if they find an employee that they trust mm. and they trust with their, they've met their family, they trust with their money, like they'll want them to work for them forever. Yeah. You know, it's just something that happens. so I was supposed to decorate some properties, decorated them. But as I'm waiting for someone to come in and fix something, I, they didn't show up, let's say. So I'd be like, I'll just, I have to Google this. This has to be done by five o'clock. And I would do it myself. Or I'd go... Oh, I've only got 500 pounds to spend, but the couch is off and I want to spend the money on a couch bed because this person's moving into a one bed. I know what I'm like living in a one bed. I'd love to have a couch when my mum comes to stay, like blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to spend the 500 on that. I'm going to paint the kitchen cupboards myself. I'm only going to spend like 4.30 on the couch and the rest I'll put into painting the kitchen cupboards. Yeah. My boss would never know the difference, but he'd mm. always be delighted with us getting a tenant that's staying for ages. Sure. So it just started to work out like that. And then in the end, I started actually buying the properties for them because they were trusting like agents to buy properties that they were saying oh it's amazing in this area and i was saying no it's not if you're a tenant you want to be near a park you want to be near a tube station you want that window doesn't open fully because it's over like i don't know a shop or whatever noise and stuff so i started getting buying tenant properties much like more bang on for them so it kind of grew from there and then like during COVID, was a bit quieter and i'd opened up my own kind of consultation kind of thing for people anyway company so I still do that, but I'm going into, like, a new role now with an even bigger company to do more kind of reno stuff. Yes. I need to learn. I'm, like, craving learning more. So it'll be good, I think.
1: I love it. Even adding more and more and more mm-hmm. to what you already know.
0: Um, where did your love of DIY or COI come from? I think I've always loved making the most out of something, like, like, it's not that, like, we wouldn't have had loads of money growing up. Yeah. And my grandmother as well would be like a lot of people's grandmother. Like you open up a biscuit tin and it's all folded brown paper, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. button. You don't throw out a garment; you keep the buttons. Sure. So my grandmother would have been into like you make the like you make it into something else. You keep it. Like she taught me how to sew and stuff. So I loved that. And like my mom, if she was ever throwing out clothes, I'd be like, "Oh, can I take that work trousers?" And I'd make a full like dress out of the work trousers. Like, and I loved being resourceful. Yeah. And then, like, in our rooms, like, my mum would have painted murals on walls when we were small and stuff like that. So I, it's always been in my head that you make something anyway. Like, my dad would have, like, plumbed his own house, you know, like, okay. made his own rockeries, like, done, like, you know, like, buying a shell of a house and doing it all up. Like, it's it's kind of how I would have always seen the world through a walk- how much of this can I do myself.
1: Yes, Amazing, because, Mm. I mean, plumbing is one of the things that they do say of all of the... Avoid yourself. Yeah, I mean, he was able, like,
0: he had worked in it before, so he was fine. Oh, okay. So he had skills. Yeah. And, like, I think as well, like, when they've done a few projects, I'm sure you're fine. I wouldn't do it if I was paid. Like, I always say, electrics and plumbing, stay away from them. Pay money for the Pay money for them. Get a guarantee on them. You don't know what you're doing. If it goes wrong... Yeah. Like, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah.
1: So you mentioned it there. You were, you know, you were talking about fast fashion. And mm-hmm. I know you've spoken about interiors kind of going,
0: if not already, have gone the same way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I think if you've ever worked in high street supply, you're looking at this, like, train about to crash. It's like, OK. Yeah. And like, I towards, like, the companies I did work for all had an interior. We all started bringing in interior models and sections into the suppliers because that's what they wanted. Oh, wait, you have a factory amazing, we're going to start needing to do some interior. And it would be, literally, our t-shirt factories would be making jersey interiors. Okay. Like, grey t-shirt kind of, like, duvet covers and stuff. Because they have the f- machines, it's just changing the shape. And it just started going out from there. Our printing factories were doing duvets and cushions, and our embroidery factories were doing other, you know, like, interior now is something, but like, the landfill interior, you think fashion's bad with inter- with landfill. Interiors interior is, far is worse. So much worse. And Our homes weren't built for us to keep on changing Mm. at all. Like it just, it wasn't supposed to be that way. And the problem with fashion is the customer decides, right? We, the designers, the factories, the producers, everybody is just trying to kind of like keep the business model going and make money for the company. We're just giving what the customer wants. If the customer basically told that side of fashion for months and months and months, I just want it for one wear, one wear, one wear. So Mm. then the companies are basically giving low price garments for one wear but then a family or someone who is a size that can't be catered for in other brands is getting this really bad quality garment because that's their budget yeah. so not only are you adding to landfill creating waste but you're literally like I, somebody can't shop because you're wearing something once yes. and there's going to i'm telling you about five years time there's going to be a moment where people go can you believe
1: People, what, what would,
0: people would show halls of clothes. Yeah. You know, or people would, and like, it's no one knows any better. So, this isn't a blame thing or that people are doing anything wrong because some people are making a living out of this. You know, it's mm. not that anyone's wrong, It's the, the customer needs to stop. If somebody makes money from showing halls, showing halls, I wear this once, the person spending the money is at fault in a way. Because if they stop spending, that person starts saying, oh, I bought this jumper. I wore it five times. Look how great it washes. Yeah. If people start responding to that, you know, because there are people out there doing that. Fashion used to be blogging on the street, right? It used yeah, to be. Yeah. And then, like, you'll see recently, like, these trends become really obvious to me because I worked in it for so long. Um, in a, In L.A., you take pictures in your underground car park because it shows that you live in a block with underground car park. You basically, you live in a rich block. And now yeah. it's actually gone through the trends, where it's even here, where people are taking pictures in car parks. Yeah, Like, yeah, the trend yeah. comes all the way through. So if in bloggers used to do it on the street. Now they're doing it in their bedrooms, but their bedroom needs to match their wardrobe for the season. Yeah, wow. And it's trends. Trends are doing this. And it's, it is all to pay a man at the top at the end of the day, but what's kind of suffering? Like, who's paying in another way for that, you mm. know? But
1: I, I love the way you speak about trends, because, you know, while you accept they're part and parcel of, you know, it, it's just the way it works, you're not a huge fan of I'm following trends
0: per se. I'm not a huge fan of, like, following a trend to follow a trend. like For the sake of it, yeah. One thing I love about trends is that, for example, when, like, a lipstick and interior is on trend, I get to buy things that I normally have no access to. Okay. Like, I have a lipstick salt and pepper shaker now, like... I wouldn't have been able to get my hands on that if that hadn't been trending. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you start to learn that, like, if you really love something, you can buy it if it's on trend because you'll have it after that trend.
1: Yeah, I get you. Like, I
0: love those thunder pepper shakers forever. Trends are needed, right? They keep things new, they keep things fresh. But you, if it's, if you buy everything into one trend, you're wasting your money First of all, and that's what I hate to see people wasting money on things that like they're just going to throw out as well anyway. Yeah. But I just think that we can be really swayed into thinking we need things we don't need. Like there's a book actually called Stuff Happens. um, And Emma, it's a book I'd recommend to anyone if what I'm saying sounds interesting because from her studies as well. And like throughout the book, she talks about how women have been so targeted in consumerism Mm. by men Mm -hmm. and convinced that they need newness. Like, we don't even realise it, you okay, know? yeah. I talk a bit about how women in interiors, it's the same thing. There was this, it's in Decor Galore, um, women's journal, and it told women, like, oh, you have to have this in the home and you have to have that in the home. And it used to be that women were told you needed to have, like, a toaster oven and when guests come over, you know those things we laugh at now? Yeah, But yeah. we're like, oh, my God, the kind of articles about, like, please your man and blah, blah, blah. Yes. We, it's still being done. Just a different way. In a totally different way. Wow,
1: yeah. Um... I'm loving this conversation. I, I, I knew it would be interesting and fun, but you, I'm I'm even finding myself kind of, you're opening my eyes further to things. Um, it's it's interesting, as you said, about trends, because yes, while, while it's good in that situation, because mm-hmm. you then can purchase the thing you like and you'll have it after the trend perhaps yeah. is gone. But, you know, I, I would imagine there are people... Um, maybe sometimes when you don't fully know yourself or you're not fully confident in your own skin that you feel you need to embrace a trend to be, you know, air quotes, cool, or to fit in.
0: Yeah, and as well, like, you might um, go to places where a certain style is what they want in there, you know it's what they want in there, and you're not comfortable kind of sticking out, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that the thing is, it's, you can still dip into trends and enjoy them you know the way sometimes like a really beautiful shade of raspberry will come out in something and it's like we'll have to have something from that mm. it's more just slow down just slow down and learning how to work with what you have i think brings out style yeah fashion is not shopping that's consumerism mm-hmm. fashion is consideration so like pull everything out what am i seeing the most of here what do i clearly love to wear what do i normally wear and having that little chat with yourself where you're like, I seem to really like this sleeve because even though that T-shirt is worn out and it's completely like bobbled, but I'm pulling that out every time. Why? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the shape. Maybe it's how comfortable it is. Maybe I just love how it feels when I put it on me. And then the next time you go to a shop, you'll be like, oh, that's similar to her. Mm. Ooh, that's my sister of that top. And you can feel, you know, like, fine getting it because you know you're going to get loads of wear out of it. So rather than being like, oh, sit on your hands and buy nothing for the rest of your life, that's not going to work either. No. You know, like, you've got to instead become this, like, savvy shopper, you know. Look at things. Oh, it's dry... Like, I can't buy much dry clean only because I will never dry clean it. It will sit at the end of the laundry basket and it will end up actually just, like, rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned that in the past, you know. So, like, I always check the labels. I kind of check, like, seaming and stuff like that. You know, being told by somebody who's got no fabric knowledge that something's good quality on Instagram is, always makes me laugh. OK, yeah. um, especially when someone says like, oh, this jumper isn't scratchy. And I'm like, how many scratchy jumpers are you wearing? You know, <laughs> like it's kind of like, but I guess like that's doing their best to sell. And I can yeah. understand yeah. why, you know, like so instead, like can I get from take your time? If it usually takes you five minutes to pick up a jumper and buy it, spend 10 minutes walking around with it in your hand. Okay. Try it on. Think yeah. of yourself in different situations wearing it. Will you wear it a lot? You know, does it match things that you wear a lot?
1: Yes. I just want to talk about the, the first book being Gaff Goddess, which is obviously, it was hugely successful for you. And now it's Decor Glore, which is also straight away, boom, it's just out. And it's already a massive hit. But there were some points in the book that I'd love to talk about because there were really really
0: interesting so can we talk about making the bed yes absolutely i love this and like you're obviously quite mindful so like you'll get what i mean when it's like a start to your day where you're stopping for a few minutes and doing something with your bed is important so when people say like it's really important to make your bed i do believe that but i do believe you need to make it in the right way
1: yeah and this is the thing
0: have we been doing it the right way we're living breathing things at the end of the day wrapped in fabric when we sleep Mm. wrapped in foam wrapped in fibers right When we get out of bed at the end of the day and we just put the blanket over where we slept, we're baking our odours, our skin flakes, our protein stains, which are sweat, or maybe a bit of drool, like who knows. And like, if you're not kind of doing it the right way, like I go through the book like blow by blow Mm -hmm. of how to do it, Mm -hmm. but it's mainly just getting air back into the fibres, getting air back into the pillows, pulling back the duvet and letting like mother nature and the atmosphere do its work on the air movement in the room kind of getting this odors and skin cells and stuff off your fibers rather than actually just creating a bed that gets smellier every day
1: yeah you okay. know
0: and it makes your bed fresher for way longer so we think we're doing the right thing
1: because like you know you get up you make your bed not everybody does but uh, you know a lot of people are in the habit of doing mm-hmm. it and you know you put up your your pillows and your cushions you tidy it in yeah. as if it's just freshly done fresh sheets but it's all wrong. Yeah. So what you need to be doing, is it folding? So are is the
0: person who doesn't bother making the bed at all better off? No, because they'll usually, okay. they'll usually like, and people will be glad to hear me say that because that, <laughs> people fight over that. I know they do. I know they do. <laughs> so like what I usually do is, and also it's a bit of a thing for like, it, it starts your day off. It gets your heart beating that just little bit quicker. It kind of gets you, it's good for you in the morning to kind of do a task. Like it's been proven, like to do a task, like making the bed is actually really good for your mind. Oh, yeah. Especially if you have a bit like I would have gotten bad anxiety in the past and making the bed always set me up in the day for like being in control. Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah. And knowing throughout the day that I went back to like when I go back into my room, there's order and, yeah, and the, the bed, symmetry. Tree, yeah. The bed's there. And mm. oh, look, I was great this morning. I'm still great. You know, that mm, kind of way. Mm. So what you do, like I take off the cushions, then you just I put like my hand under the corner to fitted sheet. Pull it up like off the mattress. Oh, you really and shake do- it out, okay, yeah. And you'll see like skin okay. <laughs> skin particles and <laughs> dust. You'll see it like it, because there's dust in the mattress and then You just shake that out. It'll just kind of move off into the room. Window open usually. And then like I always say, it's like kneading dough of a pizza with your pillows. Really good for the fibers because they ball naturally. So to make your make your pillow last years longer, you want to be kneading it, moving it around. Like Shane was, and then like throw it in the air, like just to kind of like. <laughs> take the piss basically and (laughs) like we'll kind of like just move air around it and then you can put them back into the position then tuck the sheet back into position and fold the duvet as much far back at the bottom of the bed and then you just have everything moved around yes you're breathing into the pillow all night like get that breath out of the pillow brilliant and i suppose in the beginning it might seem like
1: a bit of a chore but like all things once you get into the habit of doing it. It'll feel easier.
0: weird. It'll feel weird not doing it then. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start doing that. It's great
1: fun. Because I do, I am a fan of making the bed, but I do it, I hope do it the wrong way. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'll put mine back, like sometimes I'll come in at like four when I'm working from home and just put the duvet back over because I prefer how it looks. Yeah. You know, but in the morning, a couple of hours, you know. Okay. Even if it's just while you have your shower and blow dry your hair, just let it breathe. Yes. Let those fibers breathe. Okay.
1: The other thing, and look, you know, it's, practical and it's hygienic and
0: it'll it'll
1: it'll give a longer shelf life to your to your um Mm -hmm. to your bedding uh toilet flushing it can be a bit (laughs) gross to even think about it but again this is when you say it Mm -hmm. it's it's a bit of a no-brainer but again why don't we think of these things so the importance of flushing the toilet the correct way
0: yes like we often think that like the lid of the toilet is there for aesthetic reasons or, like, you you're to stop your dog drinking out of the toilet or something. <laughs> I don't know. A lid, it's called even a lid for a reason. Yeah. Think of all the other lids in your house. They are usually remain closed for something when there's a bit of action, you know, like, or to stop, you know, something happening. So the toilet lid is to stop this plume, right? So every time you flush a toilet, mm. when whoever was designing toilets to design a lid that goes on top of it, or a seat, like, for ergonomic reasons. They put a lid on it because they knew that once you apply force so like with the flush, the bacteria actually travels out of the toilet because you can't create that downward motion mm. without something upwards pluming into the room. And, like, I, for example, store bits of makeup and stuff like that in yeah, my of course. bathroom. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we live in a flat in London. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. space is not our friend. So they'll keep the lid down, then flush. Yeah it's so like it's it's funny but i think like a lot of interior knowledge is taken over from people trying to market interiors to us so yeah. no one talks about the practical and i no. love the practical
1: and this is but the practical can can really make a difference as well and i mean people probably don't realize that you know they could potentially be making themselves not feel very good or sick for different reasons if they're not doing basic stuff.
0: Exactly. And then you might look at a an entry price toilet seat with lots of gaps around the edge and go, is that even doing its job? Yeah, okay. Wait a second, I should get a lid that closes over the bottom seat. The lid closes over like the seat part. Yeah. You know, it's, it starts to change your perception when you're in store. You start to go, that's actually not a very good toilet seat and I can see why it's only £8. Pounds. And do you know what? Another thing I, I think is is brilliant about you. I think...
1: One of the reasons that people really trust you and love what you're about is that, you know, you're very grounded. You're very real in your delivery. And as you said, like you live in an apartment in London. So it's not like you have all of this expansive Mm -hmm. space to work with, but you make it work for you guys Mm -hmm. as best you can. And that's, I think, what we need to be hearing more of as well, that you don't have to have a budget of Thousands upon thousands to make changes in your home and make a difference to your living space.
0: And if you do, usually someone else is doing it for you. Like if you do have a massive budget, like that's who I work for. I work for people who have massive budgets and they hire teams to come in, you know. I think like a lot of times with interior as well, it's us watching women who are very wealthy Mm. saying you know, darling, you should have a blah, you know, like, you should have this, you should have that, and then I think, oh, God, I actually only have one wall in my entire house, and that's in my hallway, that I could hang something that size on, Yeah. or I'm renting, I can't paint and stuff, so we need to be, like, most of us aren't, like, we don't have, like, a never-ending budget, and we're trying to work with what we have, Yeah. and we're trying to, like, be conscious of our additions to the home, so, like, I am very comfortable in who I am and what I put out, which i'm very proud of you know and like sometimes it feels like i'm the exposing you're exposing yourself and like i'm really proud of that of what i do add to the internet Mm. you know like Mm. the internet like i'm from 1971 (laughs) i'm very proud of what i add to the internet (laughs) my mother will kill me now because that's her but um so i am i can stand by it because i really don't think that i'm leaving anyone out yeah And I'm not making people feel bad about their current circumstance. And that would be something that, like, I think is in everything now. People make up beauty standards we're supposed to live by. Mm. And then they hire 50 people that we're all following to tell us about something that we didn't even think was bad about ourselves. But we need to buy this thing now that we've realized it. And it's the same with interior. You know, it's like I'm decorating this part of my house and you're thinking... We're supposed to decorate that? I thought that was only at Christmas. Oh, no, it's Halloween. Oh, no, da, da, da. And instead of us thinking, am I someone who loves to decorate at Halloween? Do you know what I am? I'm really going to enjoy this. Instead, yeah. you get people who don't want it. They're panicked and they're doing it. So I like that there is no pressure. Take what you want. Take the bits that you like. Yeah. Figure it out yourself. I don't tell people about the names of products for a reason. Mm. Because it leads people to discover. Yeah. You know, like while you're going, what table does she have there? I always say Google black metal table with the gold top and then when you're on that journey of googling you're like oh, i actually prefer this you know yeah okay brilliant and again that goes back to
1: your key fundamental message which is empowerment so i love the fact that you talk about zoning your spaces in the book and pit stops you have different kind of terminology for things can we talk about the the three kind of phases you talk about the min the juge, and the overhaul
0: yeah <laughs> isn't it this. fun isn't it like I just think, like, there's such fear in interior. And I had such fear for years because, like, my boss is going, here's a budget. We're going to be going through the entire budget. Everyone's going to be looking at the pictures you did. If it doesn't rent out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I said it being, like, have fun with this. So the min is, like, you can't really spend much. You might only be able to spend, like, a little bit. um, But it's mainly working with routes, zones, and pit stops. So making use of all the different areas in a room. Nobody really lives in a house that one room has one sole function anymore. If you do like yeah, yeah. semi-pictures and like I just think it's always going to be like a like a massive house say hey, not everyone's in that like I know in my living room one of us will work out in that room we have dinner in that room sure. we watch TV how do you zone that how do you layer lighting up yeah so can you just explain what yeah. you mean by routes
1: and zones and pit stops
0: so like zones would be like um, the minute I look into a room I can tell if it's been zoned well or not because mm. you're breaking it up into areas of use and that area of use should have as much things that you use in that zone as possible, as storage can give you. Yeah. So like in Gaff Goddess, I spoke a little bit about zoning and it really struck a chord of people that that, that kind of like gave birth to Decor Galore mm. because it was chap- a chapter called Decor Galore and people were going, oh my God, I see my space totally differently. And even if you're in like, a brand new home or a small flat. If you start zoning and thinking, okay, I read here, then I should have lighting for this. Then my book should be here. And you start moving out like that, you don't get stressed about the whole room anymore. You don't walk in and go, it doesn't look perfect. You go, this functions so well. But then there's going to be natural routes. Like I also think about like your bed to the shower in the morning or your kitchen to your dining table. That's going to be a route. That should be like, like like accommodate that route. Yeah. Make sure that that route doesn't cause you any trouble move things out of the way, put things along the routes that have to do with the starting point and the end point. So it's easy for you to create these little pit stops that add to you rather than ending up in these like big car traffic jams. You know what I mean? Of stuff. I always say it's like the bowl in the hallway full of stuff. That means you're not kind of thinking of placement that's helping because you need those objects if they're in your home, you know? Yes. And it is
1: about really thinking, does this need to be here? Mm -hmm. Or what actually needs to be here? So that it's more practical for me.
0: Exactly. And then you start to think about layering your storage. So, like, I talk about that on Decor Galore. Like, pull out your storage. The things you are genuinely never using, but you want to keep. Like, I'm not, like... I like a bit of minimalist in, like, bedroom and hallway. But I love to hold on to stuff for years and years and years. Like, memories and, like... Mm. I have like, letters from my grandmother that I'm... They're never going anywhere, you know? Like, so... and But I'm not taking them out every week or every month, you know? So, like, they go to... the I start to layer storage because... Years ago, I'd be going through pulling everything out to get at stuff because people think their storage should even look a certain way. Now social media is telling us our storage should look a certain way, like that our storage should be like, there should be an aesthetic to storage. It shouldn't. It should be thought about practically.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. For twenty percent off your first system.
1: Okay, we're going to get two questions now that were sent in on Instagram because there were a lot, and there's loads to get through. Um, The first question I have here is: What's the most important room to get
0: right in your home? So, is there a right room? There's different. It's different for everybody. Yeah the most obvious kind of thing is that like think of the room that you spend the most time that brings you the most joy and the most mindfulness right so let's say you just absolutely love to cook start there yeah because while you're building out the rest you can at least go i can escape putting this room together and i can just go cook a nice stew or something Mm. also the bedroom is super important for i would say not just to get it all set up and perfect i've been in my flat for a year and a half my bedroom is not perfect yet but my god we make sure we get a good night's sleep we have, I've got this set up in Decor Galore about how to set up your bedside cabinet just for ease and lighting and the temperature of your lighting. That kind of stuff is important to get right. Yeah. So I have like the um, working triangle in the kitchen, how to m- arrange your kitchen in a way that you can smoothly move through it, how to set up your bedside so your bedroom becomes a cocoon. It's the one room that nobody acts, people knock on the door of bedrooms. They don't do that in any other room. Yeah. It's like a sanctuary. And then if you're... So when
1: you say temperature of your lights, Mm -hmm. you mean like you can just invest in like really soft um, bulbs and things like that, is it?
0: It's any bulb. You can go to Tesco and K is on the box, Kelvin's. It's in detail in Gaff Goddess, but in Decor Galore, I give like a quick guide. Kelvin's is the temperature of the bulb and it's kind of mainly bluer or yellower. Mm. And the bluer the light, the higher the temperature, the more, the less melatonin. So you're alert. So in factories they use really bright light to keep yeah. people awake. So you need to reduce that down. So in my house, like we've got like the lamps are all layered in different temperatures so that I we get sleepier and sleepier before we go to bed. Yes. But we don't realise it. Oh nice. Whereas if you were to be sleepy, sleepy sleepy and then read by a really bright ball before you go to bed You're waking yourself up yeah, again. Your melatonin is going lower and yeah, you're oh, yeah. I can't get to sleep.
1: Very clever. Okay, so just, I mean, just, so pick the place that
0: feels most relaxing yeah. for you. Where do you need the most help? Yeah. What, what, what is the gem in your day? And work out from that, you know? it's okay. It's all about you in, these, in this thinking.
1: Yeah. What does she think about not rinsing? <laughs> this is an interesting <laughs> one. What does she think about not rinsing, washing up liquid off dishes? I don't do it, but my
0: housemate thinks it's gross, gross not to rinse. Who is right? So... When you come to anything that's rinsing, washing up liquid, rinse aid, um, window cleaning, they all basically have a kind of surfactant in it. It's like an ingredient that makes sure that it evaporates off the surface as quickly as possible. So even if you leave a bit of washing up liquid on a surface, as long as it's a light kind of layer of it, it actually will evaporate itself. That's why when you wash dishes, you don't get um, drips on them. And that's why you use rinse aid in a dishwasher. And that's why you don't get streaks on a window. And that's why if you spill something on a certain type of fabric and you put window on it, it dries so quickly it takes the watermark out of it. It's like oh. these, it, they're like these special chemicals. So washing up liquid has that in it. And it actually kind of like removes itself from the surface almost. So perfectly safe. It's totally safe. As long as it's not like you can visibly see the blue or the green or the yellow. Like if it's sudsy water... It's fine. Like, it'll come off it. Like, I lived with someone who would nearly have, like, a fit if they saw that you didn't rinse it. Rinsing at the same time... I'm a rinser. Yeah, like, rinsing is just super efficient rinse and go, but it's not going to do anything bad. It's bad for glassware if you don't... Like, a little rinse is always good, but it's a product that's designed to get off the surface as quickly as possible. Okay, I've learned something new. Brilliant. (laughs) How do you hang a picture
1: without putting holes in your walls? Does it depend on the type of wall you have? I
0: rarely get this right. This is like probably the most asked question that I get asked. And like, okay, it was something that terrified me before to the point that I was just buying mirrors and properties and just leaning them on stuff because I was too afraid to hang them. And then I was like, I have to conquer this. So how do I conquer anything? I learn all about it inside out, upside down, put it all into a section in Gaff Goddess. So you can refer to that um for in depth. But basically it teaches you how to assess your wall, how to assess the location on your wall if you have your wall right in the location right, you need to figure out what picture hanger you want. I've drawn little pictures of the different picture hangers that suit. Then you've got to think about the weight of the piece you're hanging. Then I've got picture hangers for all the different weights. And then you have your method. How do you actually drill into a wall? But then in Decor Galore, I've kind of advanced you and kicked you up a notch. Mm. And it's how to actually work out if something has two screws for example like how do you get placement right without putting holes in walls and stuff i've done my kind of like little knacks there that i've learned at work the quickest way like the photographer's coming at one i have to hang something in 10 minutes i do not have time and it's like how to get it right the first time so there is a way to do it but it's so easy to get right if you follow the right
1: method okay brilliant is wiring behind a wall can that sometimes be an issue
0: yeah i use a little detector like a little handheld device like i explain them but they they are pretty simple to explain. They just will track pipes, uh, live wires, and stuff like that behind the wall. But I even tell you like how to do the old-fashioned knocking to check for studs and stuff. Yeah, there's not going to be necessarily wires, but that's really important. Like you can't just go knocking into a wall. But then also like you might be in a rental. If you just put like a gold um nail in at an angle for something under like one kg like a little canvas yeah that can just hang in there because it's only going through
1: the plasterboard okay perfect brilliant uh, i want to upgrade my home but my budget is small what should i be spending my money on
0: so again i'd be looking into where are you spending most of your time so if you have i always say we have more walls than floor so go up the walls like i always say she's up the walls you can add a lot of visual expense kind of like to a home by really getting into large frames behind the couch can make they look really expensive if you're going to get a floor like a floor covering like a rug if you're on a budget go for a flat weave they don't have a pile on them they're way less expensive to produce you're able to like flip them they can be double-sided if you want so you don't have to spend too much money on there lighting is the number one thing go for lamps i always say like lamps can transform a room at all different times of the day Mm. but there's not necessarily like if you're going to buy a couch this is why in decor galore I've got like for all budgets you just have to think about things like am I constantly on this couch I've got to think about the rub tests on it can I look after it I have a friend he barely sits on his couch and it is stunning but it's because it's a it's an ornament. It's an ornament, yeah. So he can. I wouldn't last five seconds in that house. My big sure. tan, yeah. watching Housewives <laughs> 10 hours a day, I'd ruin it. <laughs> There's no way.
1: Yeah, so you got to think, I- I- instead of thinking of other people and how they live, you've got to just think of you and what your needs are. That's yeah,
0: it. And, and just think of, like, how do I go big with things? You know, light can be thrown up an entire wall. Like, it can really, like, if you just stand a lamp under a picture on on a wall, you all of a sudden look like you've got this considered... Little area, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. rather than saying I'm going to spend 200 quid on this coffee table, but then if anyone puts a crop down on it, I'm going to be like, do a cup down it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Relax into your home. Take your time. Take your time. I said to my sister recently, imagine when you move into a new place, someone hands you 10 grand. Wouldn't it be terrifying because you'd make all the wrong decisions? You'd spend 10 grand and probably get half of it wrong. Go slow. There's no rush. No rush.
1: This is good because obviously in the pandemic, people have been, you know, renovating to like it's all about like wanting to make your home Mm -hmm. prettier and lovelier to live in. And some people are building on extensions or some people are just, you know, making making changes within what they have. And it's nice to know that that's an important message, because I think sometimes we kind of want a magic
0: wand that straight away. Of course. Have it different like instantly. Of course. And I have to sometimes decorate something in three days. So like I teach people in the books, like sit in the corner And write this list, like, who is this room? Who is she? Yeah. So I do this here. Okay, well, that will need lighting at certain times of day. Can it share the same lighting with this? Can it do this? And then when you start to purchase stuff, you're setting up this space. You're not just adding a look, Mm. you know? And then you start thinking, you know what? I'm always walking over there to get something. It's a hardwood floor. I'd love something under my feet. And I want it to feel really soft. But I eat in this area, so I need to make sure that it's not something that's hard to hoover. You start to be really clever you know, like, a considered space, it, to me, no matter how much has been spent, looks so expensive. Yeah. Because you think, this is priceless. This person's time has is what's built this. Not like a catalogue. Would you recommend people sit down with a pen and paper or a
1: notepad journal and, like, write down, like, questions like, what do I like about this room mm-hmm. or what do I need here?
0: Mm-hmm. So I do a rough guide um, at the start of every chapter for every room because it's a tour through a home where I had the shopping list that I kind of get. So I always say, like, a living room, you know, lighting, low and long storage. Like, I give kind of, like, hints of things. In a bathroom, these are things to kind of buy on your first day moving in. So people can get, get the hit of consuming, because we all want to. You move into a new space, what will I buy? What will I get for myself? So I made those little shopping lists to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. You know, to kind of be like, you could, listen, you might have saved money for it. You know, you might, wa- might want to just buy things for your new space. You could have moved out of home, you know, you could have broken up with somebody. He kept Mm. all the nice stuff like you might want to or you might never want to see anything he touched ever again. Mm. So it's like you might be starting over and it's that little shopping list, but it's little hints, you know, like if you're going to buy a toilet brush, go for silicone, go for this, go for that. And people can get their kind of like purchases there. But you should just be taking it easy on yourself with expecting to get it all done right away. No one that knows and loves you wants you to have your house decorated in a rush under pressure. Yeah, no. So why should you want that for yourself? Yes. Brilliant.
1: Um, what are major no-no's when it comes to home renovations?
0: Rushing, I think. Rushing is yeah. one of the first ones. Um, not taking in the users of the, all of the users of the space. Routes, zones, and pit stops, stuff like that. I think some people can say, right, we're going to build out into this, but they mightn't take in a thing like, where do the bins live then? You know, so like I sometimes get like clients of mine to tell me their like daily kind of like tasks within the home and it's usually through routes, you know, and then they might mention and then my husband takes out the bill bins or I take out the bins and my husband wheels his bike through this but and I'm like, Whoa, you never mentioned a bike before. Yeah. Where's this bike going now, honey? You know, like in those bins, like where's that going? And they're like, Ah, okay. So then you start building out from there you know like the actual main tasks that will be a total ball ache if you get them wrong yeah yeah. so rushing i think and not thinking of the users looking at a pinterest picture and going i would love this and it's like cool i get i'm getting the aesthetic what happens in this space Uh, how do you feel about ikea i think a lot of so high street is needed right when people say i can't believe people shop in primark i shop in primark I've been in. A, I actually will always buy things that have a label saying "made in Turkey" because I've been to those factories a million times. Okay, I'm quite comfortable with them. I've seen the conditions that people work in, um, and like I have friends that like our managers in some of them. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with it. IKEA is a a necessary thing to have on the high street. It serves people really well. But one thing I really like about them is every single year they bring out something that kind of like reduces the damage that high street does to the world. So they have this thing at the moment where you can bring back any Ikea piece and they'll give you money for it. Oh, right. So like these small, there's like a 20 quid table that they'll give you like 14 quid for if you bring it back. Really? Dependent on condition. It might, they might knock a few bits off and they will consciously do something with that. I didn't realize that. It's so good. Do you know if you're a renter, right? And you're like, I'm not buying any any furniture for my landlord. So I'm just going to live without any storage for the whole time I'm here because it's a weird shaped room. Don't do that. Buy your bits bring it back and then for your next place you've got money towards your next one live in comfort it's your home so i do think like the work that they're doing towards stuff i do i do think that they have a good team in there i know that a lot of stuff that they do when it comes to inclusivity as well i do really like Mm. um they create employment they're doing their standard you see this is they have a really good standard that puts pressure on other high street competitors to keep their standard up yeah So when I buy an IKEA mattress or an IKEA bed frame that's not entry-level price, like the cheaper stuff can break easily. I know that for the same price, if I was to buy it on, like, we can bleep out another brand or whatever, it won't be the same. So IKEA actually are constantly producing this standard that is actually putting pressure on other people. So while I think that's something that is fueling fast purchases, the customer needs to slow down. Mm. IKEA is extremely responsive. Extremely responsive. It's giving... IKEA is also, like, allowing people to have the homes they wanted to, on a budget, you know? Yeah. Like what, you're, you're a mom, let's say you're a mom with kids and you want to kit out one of your, your child's rooms, but you can't because somebody doesn't think it's all right. Like. Yeah.
1: Oh, look, I was, I, I remember being in Ikea days before I went into labor with my little boy, mm-hmm. getting bits that like, obviously are we're still using today and, yeah. and are so handy mm-hmm. in terms of storage and, and different bits and bobs. So, yeah. I am a fan, and I, it's great to hear that. I didn't realise that about bringing stuff back. I'm already thinking of things mm-hmm. that I could potentially bring back.
0: Yeah, instead of throwing out or dumping. Very good. Like, I do think we should always be contributing as much as we can to, like, let's say, a charity and stuff, but this some stuff they won't take. Yeah, of course. You know, but IKEA's going to take that. Yeah, brilliant. Fabulous. Uh, I feel like
1: there is no space in my house, and I lose interest in wanting to upgrade it. Would Laura have any tips on changing my mindset to a more positive one?
0: I think a lot of people tend to feel this. I think space is something that can actually really affect our mind frame about anything. You know, we just feel like, I can't fit everything in. Like, it's frustrating. It's like, it's the same feeling when you're like, I have nothing to wear. And you're looking at like a wardrobe full of clothes. Yeah. It is mindset. And it's, for even this person saying, any tips on change my mindset to more a more positive one, straight away makes me feel like this is someone who's willing to change their mindset. Okay, great. Yeah. Some clients I meet are like, no, get rid of it. No. And you're like, no, come on. Like... So this person is going, I know my mindset needs to change. Mm. So there are some tips in Decor Galore on how to like like even just to redo your wardrobe storage, your living room storage, your kitchen storage. If you feel like you have no space in your home, it's usually that things are just in the wrong place. You're not using storage cleverly. There are some tweaks you can definitely make, but it needs to be enjoyable for you. What's the space that you get the most kick out of and start there. Do not start with the one that you're like, I hate my spare room. It does nothing for me. Be like, I love where I read or like, I love like my clothes. I don't mind my underwear drawer. And then start establishing a mindset for yourself. You know what it is? I actually have loads of the one thing. Mm. Oh, this is it. This is what I often find. People end up having multiples of the one thing that serves them. So we'll just like have, okay, you've got five staplers can we get this is just a small example sure I, when they're looking at all five of them they're like oh god I do have five staplers I actually really like those two yeah so you can actually usually get rid of a third of your stuff by doing that yeah, yeah. I, I
1: had a recently where I, we were clearing out drawers and the amount of
0: pens I had was obscene mm-hmm. obscene Mm-hmm. and like things like that like stationery is amazing to box up I have two on the table <laughs> they, see they're good pens never get rid of those yeah ones. no I like those ones they're nice aren't yeah, they yeah, I yeah. love unicorns <laughs> but um so a lot of times like you'll, you'll think that like you'll usually have held onto it because it has a bit of value mm. look into like schools that are taking stationery I know in London it's a big thing a lot yeah, of school yeah. children don't have pencil cases and stuff going to school so you can donate stuff as well and it doesn't mean that it has to go in the bin like someone else can love it
1: so being clever about it doing a bit of research and then ultimately you're going to feel good about you know yeah. you know giving giving whatever you've ha- you have you know a, yeah. a, an opportunity for a new home somebody who will value it and, and love it yeah um, okay fantastic interior design fascinates and terrifies me <laughs> so I always play it safe with my
0: choice how do I push myself out of my comfort zone trust yourself like you're f- you're gonna you're literally going to be fabulous at this Okay Like think about it Like interior design Fascinates and terrifies me What a stunning way To think of like Doing up your house Mm. Like that is Stunning This person is clearly Like I want to see What this person's going to do Do it Just do one small thing Pick an area That doesn't bother you too much Forget about what Everyone else thinks Like Just do Like do it in a print Pick a print out Get a frame Get a large print And pick something That all your friends Would hate That you absolutely love Put it up, walk past it every day. And be reminded that you've made a stunning decision. Trust yourself. Cushions or a throw or like create something yourself in a print. Like what a stunning way. Like if you're terrified, it means you're doing something different. Mm. And women who do something different or men in their home, it's always. That's the friend where you go around and you go, oh, Jesus, that's stunning. Yeah. And you go, I'd never do that myself. Why don't I do that myself? Maybe there's a different version I do. So start with some like. Pick something. Usually I say a print, you know, because they're like 20 quid and the frame, you can get a really good frame in Ikea for like 10. Like, yeah, yeah. Put it up and shock yourself into it, you know, like go with your gut like, and your gut's never wrong. It's your second brain. Yes. You know, don't be afraid. Like, go, go with what your gut. Your gut's telling you, like, I'd be really happy to see this in the house every day.
1: I think this is one of the reasons why you're loved, because I think you really celebrate individuality in people. And, you know, I don't think... Uh, you don't strike me as somebody who's judgmental of people's choices. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you celebrate brave and ballsy.
0: Yeah. And even, like, someone says, like, I just like to be quiet and minimal. Like, some of my friends are like that. And their homes are very, very normal. Yeah. But how they are in their home is what I'm like, you're a bad bitch. Because I know it's their choice. Yes. I know that it's not there for someone else. Like. Yes we always like slag one of my friends for literally being like so plain, but to the point that it's fabulous. I guess. So if you I like love plain, do it to be, f- do it fabulous. If you like color, do color fabulously. Mm. Do it your kind of like, do it to the point where you're really happy with it. Don't, don't fold yourself in for other people because at the end of the day, other people don't care. They will care. If they care enough to do a little comment, Everyone's comments about other people are, are internal dialogue anyway. Yes. You know, they are kind of how they're feeling. Or sometimes mm. else someone might make a comment and I think, oh, wow, like you haven't actually ventured outside into a big city enough. Like you don't realize that loads of people do this or it might be something like that. You know, they might never have had a lot of experience or they might be a bit close minded. Yes. I would have been close minded at a time. Everyone grows. So you kind of got to move on. People don't actually care enough. When it comes to your home, you're living with this. Yeah. Don't feel like that idiot who made themselves smaller for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you have the best taste for you. You have the most incredible taste for you. No one has better taste for you. If When someone said to me, like, oh, that's ugly. I'm like, I live with the biggest leopard print and palm rug. Like, my mom, oh, my God. Like, fit for the bin if she saw it. <laughs> that is the best rug. I'm like, I, every time I look at it, I'm happy. Yeah, I love it. But that's, for me, you're your best interior designer. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I
1: absolutely adore what you've just said i think it's really important that we allow that in for those of us who are listening maybe that are just feeling a little bit kind of like this person a little bit kind of on the edge mm-hmm. going i want to but i'm a bit scared yeah go for it and
0: the next thing will actually match it once you that's what i've learned is like when i started to really trust myself this was what i, what I was learning when i was making clothes and stuff when I started to trust myself, the next thing I did actually matched the first thing. Oh, and then in the end, good. you end up having this look, you know? Yeah. Same with clothes. And Shane is obviously, your partner is very supportive. And is he on a similar wavelength in terms of your style? Um. So Shane, when he... F- <laughs> 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 oh my God, I'm going to make him listen to this because he will roar laughing. So Shane is like really supportive because his mom is like, really buzzy and sisters and his dad is very much like women should just do whatever they want right that's the kind of family they Love are Love yeah that's like they would be shocked if I was like eh, they'd be like what like no so <laughs> when he first moved to London he was very much like I'd been there years and he very much like just dressed kind of like any other kind of whatever you know it was just like a, a sports graphic t-shirt and a pair of skinny jeans and yeah. a pair of high top trainers and like like gorge right yeah. but I remember thinking like I don't know if this is his style You know, like, I still thought it was absolutely gorgeous. Like, I was, like, going out with them, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I remember saying to him, like, oh, he's like, I love how people dress in London. Like, no one cares. And I was like, you think that because there's so many people, like, but, yeah, people don't really. What do you really like? And he was like, I love that aesthetic. Oh, I love the way that person does. Oh, I love that. And then I was like, oh, you're actually really into, like, this minimal kind of, like, um kind of like workwear look like that's what you're into without even realising it like you should look at this website this website and th- this website and he's like oh my god and now his entire wardrobe is just like really plain really kind of like um, minimal and just like wide shapes everything's just navy or white like yeah 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 and that's kind of what he like. he's into but like he was even saying, like, I wouldn't have started to even think like that because usually there's this kind of pressure of dressing similarly to other people Yeah. that you do like your clothes but you don't love your clothes. Mm. You know, you do like them. You are like, oh, I like that. But like, if you're constantly buying, it could be that you didn't like what you had in the first place.
1: Very good. Do you know what? We we, we all need you in our lives in different ways. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's great. So you can be kind of like a personal stylist as well as all the other things that you do. Um, But in terms of your home, does he embrace the power of leopard print? Oh,
0: like, finds it absolutely gas. Okay. <laughs> but, like, he is, like, non-negotiables. Like, just like me, like, we we click where we both have to have a really calm bedroom. Yeah. We both, like, blackout curtains. I just don't know how we'd work if it was things like that, you know? Um, but I bought these mental like lamps for our bedsides, basically like from like Napoleon the Third era. Like they're <laughs> they're so gross but gorgeous,
1: right? Really ornate. Nice.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't bat an eyelid at stuff like that as long as it's like the right color temperature and things. Yeah, but um no just thinks it's all gas like he'll come home and I'll, I'll have just added something that's you know like I got a salt and pepper shaker the other day and it's yeah. Elvira and it's yeah. her boobs are the salt and pepper doesn't bat love it and like is like just thinks that's great you know like <laughs> brilliant but he's very minimal And this is why you work actually I forgot to ask I wanted to
1: ask you about your if it's okay to ask about your wedding plans because I know you'd planned to get married mm. and then obviously
0: COVID hit I know we'd like three different places booked at once like oh God. yeah it's all right I've, I've been through a lot of other people's weddings with them friends and kind of family and stuff and we weren't hit the worst i've had friends that have had really like stressful you know we have friends who've wanted to get married forever yeah and like they wanted to get married literally since they were five i've as long as i've known them they've been on, on about their wedding that's really hit them hard when their wedding's been like that's an aim you know like that they're dying to, and they were all they were so organized and it was so admirable and then there was people whose parents weren't well and there was people a friend of mine had a baby and wanted to get married quite quickly and i just think like we got off quite lightly let's just you know be thankful for that yeah, keep yeah. going we could have gotten married in the meantime i just didn't think it was fair of me to take up a space for somebody who needed because oh. you'd come in and they'd say we've three spaces left and i'd always just get the guilt i'd be like hmm I don't know, like, what if there's someone like my friend? So we were just like, let's, it fe- my gut just kept going, push it out till next summer. So yeah. we'll do it, we'll do it like that. We weren't in a rush. So, and it should, it should be, it should be fun. I mean, if it gets cancelled again, I was saying to Shane, in the middle of the road somewhere, let's just do it. Like, will that be the next book, wedding planning? Or, I know. don't know. I'm, I might see, because my wedding planning point of view is like, not get into wedding planning almost. It's like, I'm seeing this different world I've never seen before. Like, not a lot of my close friends have been married up to this year. Like, I think I've been to, like, four weddings in my life. Like, okay. I've been to, like, one hen. Like, ah, I guess it's, like, yeah. living over in London. I always had a thing job in my 20s. So, like, I could never go back because I was working on Saturdays and stuff. Yeah. And I'm I'm just more of, like, less fuss, more love. Mm. Like, Like, if you guide everything towards the ceremony and the love and, like... We wrote down like in in order of how the day would be, but it was like arrival, like vows, like speeches, like it all just started getting peppered with these lovely little moments. Yeah. So then we started like building out from there. You know, I do have rules like n- don't spend money on things from the shoulders down because they're so small and they're barely seen. And if one person is standing up and they're blocking a view, and you know, like you can go big at a height and it's just easier. Like. And, like, we're doing, like, family-style kind of meal because I want people to be leaning over each other and, you know, like, talking and, you know, not feeling like they're in their little bubble. yeah. Because, no, yeah. most people never met each other before as well. Yeah. I just want that kind of, like, dinner hall chaos, you know, of people passing dishes and stuff. So that immediately eliminates foliage down the centre of the table. Yeah. Save you six grand.
1: Right. You know? Yeah.
0: So I'm going to hand-paint things and I'm going to make everything out of paper and get them to like the venue are going to recycle it afterwards because i'm just thinking like i'm trying my best like i'm still going to be like buying bridesmaids bits like i'm not i still consume you sure, know sure, i still course. consume but i'm i'm going to try my best you know yeah cuz you can't like no one if anyone ever says they're perfectly sustainable they scare me like i'm like there, there's judgment in that there is of course there so, is a
1: course because we do have to live and it's it's okay to yeah make purchases but you know being mindful while you're doing it is, is a big yeah. part of it I'm excited I'll be excited now to follow your, <gasps> all your plans and everything Well, I'm not going to so put most of
0: it online but I'll well, happily no, I'll happily send you some Ooh, great. I'll send you videos and stuff of oh, it no, oh my god if you want to see the venue I feel like you'll really like I'll send you when we're decorating bits oh I'd love that I feel like you'd really like it
1: oh my god I'd love that okay um, this is a funny one like the, the washing the dishes earlier this is about toilet paper should mm-hmm. toilet paper be facing front or back I think front and my husband thinks back and it's a
0: constant argument in our house please clarify thank you front oh my god like i'm a front your husband's a madman i'm joking um now the reason i'm front is, is i'm it right? front yeah like it's coming over like that yeah first of all aesthetically when what people are always told is like when you're folding towels folds the crease away from you as you walk into a room and that's not like a snobby thing that's more like it's calming on the eye to not have lots of kind of like that com- like those lines coming at you but when it comes to toilet most toilet roll holders are leaning against a wall so like let's think of the plume mm-hmm. like mm. you're just rubbing off walls and stuff like that beforehand if it's mm. facing over you have less of the toilet roll almost exposed to the room oh yeah so I think it loo- and it looks much better that way as well. And it, um, if you actually go online and look at toilet roll holder catalogues, which I spend a lot of time doing, you'll see they're all front, not back. When you go into hotels, it's all front. If you're ever in doubt of anything, just Google like shopping for one and how they've put it in the display in the highest end brand is how to do it. Brilliant advice,
1: because I think a lot of a lot of the time it's how we, it's what we grew up with. Yeah. W- it's learnt, yeah, it's or learnt some behavior
0: sometimes you just never took in that kind of stuff, you know, so it's like if you're ever in doubt i've I have googled like bathrooms at the Ritz. Went for folding towels like sometimes I'll be panicking a boss will be doing an inspection I've got like a bale of towels that they had to have how are they doing bales of towels like how is, is it facing this way is it at an angle is it straight on just google things you're inspired by or luxury and it'll show you they, like, they always do it the right way don't they yeah, yeah because they always do it through the consideration of the practical and then the aesthetic okay great this
1: person clearly knows your love of music what is your favorite song to work to
0: So, I have an absolute (laughs) favourite. And I played it at the start of every day that I was writing. Diana Ross, It's My House. (laughs) It was written after, I think she'd gotten divorced and she moved to New York with her children alone. And she, like most disco queens, is writing about um, her heart as if it's a home. So, like, it's in another... um, Amazing song. Oh, my God. It's, like, totally after escaping my mind. Another few, actually, where they call, like, their heart a room, you know? It's, like, come into this room and whatever. So Diana Ross is talking about it's my house and I live here. Yeah. And she guides you into her house. And you can... When you read Decor Galore, you feel it. Like, I meet you outside and I'm, like, come on in. Like, <laughs> let's go in. And then she said, there's a welcome mat at, at the door. And if you come on in, you're going to get much more. And then she goes, there, it's my chair. I put it there. That's how we should... Like, I would love, like my fantasy is people using decor galore over like a month or do whatever to kind of get their lounge into a thing and then playing that song and looking around and being like it is my house and I live here Yeah, you know like I live here she goes through it all and then she kind of says like and if you you know if you want to come in here this house was built with love like and it's love for yourself and love for your life that that's kind of that song I swear put it on and it makes you feel so good but also like if I'm painting and I like painting is like it takes so long Mm. and like you think you get so far and you haven't when i put that on it always resets my brain into like come on like do this with love and it'll be grand
1: So are you a music lover When you're working Rather than like A podcast listener Mm
0: -hmm. I mean I've listened to like West Cork six times oh like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. D- but then I got into that thing where people were saying that like why are we so fascinated with the deaths of women and then I kind of like, you know <laughs> I was like oh god yeah. so like I read one article and ruined my interest and but I do love those kind of thriller things because they keep you going throughout the day yeah but disco music like I have a playlist called the judge <laughs> and it's just it's you can see how the working day has slumps and then comes back up but I love disco music like it just keeps me it keeps me going so i listen to playlists all day long like I love it okay any tips on how to fix or
1: disguise a scratch on my beautiful dining room table
0: so it depends what kind of table it is like if it was wood like solid wood you'll be able to sand it out and varnish it but I'm assuming it's not like I'm assuming it's a laminate or something All laminate is is usually, like, MDF, then a photographic image, and then, uh, like, a clear nail varnish layer over the top. That's how laminate usually works. Okay. So it's usually a picture of wood or whatever. So what you may need to do is just stain it and then seal it so that you can't see the scratch, or you can sand it down. I promise you that there is, once you know the content of that table, there will be someone on YouTube showing you how to get out the scratch. Sometimes it's just rubbing a bit of wax into it, or, like, people will rub in, like, there'll be certain products, but... Find out what the table is made of So that you don't make any mistakes And you don't do any damage And then there will be someone A company will even have covered How to fill in a scratch on it Is it hard to figure out What the table is made of? No because they'll be, I bet you They'll have bought it from a, Like a branded company That will have it online ah, And then good. it'll be in their description
1: Oh brilliant Okay another question is Dirty walls Best way to wash them My son has them destroyed
0: Oh my god Like it's just Kids are just so talented At just, just destroying walls anyway You know oh, what yeah. I mean And it does mean they're having fun I guess so I use these magic erasers. Like, I don't normally talk about a lot of product, but I use them. You soak them, but not too much. That's the thing. If you add too much wetness to paint, it's going to come off on it. So test er- an area a little bit. Okay. And they just take all dirt off walls. Like, I've had tenants that maybe had something by the doorways, they've been rubbing off the hall wall the whole time, and it just... It's like a, it is a magic eraser. They're in all shopping centers in the cleaning section. Like they're okay. about two pounds, three pounds. They're sometimes in like a lot of bargain stores as well. Try one of them, but patch test.
1: I'm pretty sure I have a bit of fake tan on a wall. Oh, it'll um, get a fake tan off right away. Oh, great. Yeah. OK, fab. I'm going to get my hands on that. <laughs> OK, another
0: one here is I love her. Great attitude to empowerment. Has she ever tackled tiling? So I've done a bit of tiling, and also thank you. um, I've tackled a bit of tiling. It can be quite easy to do, but you need to arm yourself with all of the knowledge. You'll never beat a tiler. Just, like, just you know, when people think, like, you can do it yourself, you probably will never beat, like, a high-end tiler or, like, a good tiler. But if it's, like, a kitchen splashback or it's, like, just one section of a bathroom, etc., as long as you're taking in the consideration of it being watertight when you go to like a store and say like I want to tile something they will give you everything they'll say but watch like I used to watch video after video I used to be on the tube on the way home reading manuals watching videos I wouldn't go to bed without watching it I'd rewatch them before I did it get familiar and once you're familiar you'll go oh I'll find that easy but you may go that is not for me but get familiar with the task at hand tiling can actually be really easy you're just spacing is probably the most difficult part but there's little spacers for that
1: okay But it can fit into the bracket of certain things that you, you know, if you were going to
0: spend money on that you potentially
1: could or should. which Like a floor,
0: I wouldn't tile because you have to make sure that that's completely level. Level, yeah. And that can be difficult if you haven't leveled a floor before.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tiling, plumbing... What was the other one that you said? Electrics. Like, electrics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tiling is tiling is fine if it's if it's areas that aren't relying on it to be like level, basically. Yeah. Like because if you're running tiles around a room and you've got a wall that's a bit off, a tiler's gonna know how to do that in two seconds. Mm. You might have to waste a lot of tiles to get it right. Yeah. And like don't don't stress, you know, like if you don't if you don't have the budget to pull out all the tiles and put on new tiles, like there's tricks in De galore for that, how to paint them, how to do the new grout. Like there's so many different ways that you can do it, you know. Yeah. Like I share some of that on Instagram where it's like I get awful bathrooms at work because mm. landlords don't care about them and it's showing like I put in fifty quid and it looks like a different bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really do, like it's a small amount of money and you do transform spaces. It's fabulous. I love it. I just I love it because they always tell me I can't they yeah. always laugh they go <laughs> and then I'm you like you love a challenge I if it, and if it's a man challenging <laughs> me, if it's a rich man and going just spend it on flowers for the photography I'm like 70 quid <laughs>
1: yeah okay <laughs> let's see <laughs> I love that okay last question before I let you go is the new book suitable for a new build or is it just how to work with what you already have
0: definitely suitable for a new build a new build actually is where you need to probably be even more considered because you have mm. no boundaries. Yeah. You have nothing going, I need to work around this couch or I need to work around this or you, nooks and crannies and stuff. New builds are usually very like open. And it's you're starting with a blank canvas, which is much harder. So it actually defines boundaries for you. So you're sitting in an empty room going, who, who is she? So you yeah. apply all the same techniques. Like the min just does a small bit. The zhuzh sparkles it up. And then the overhaul is buying floors and tiles. But there's something like the book even covers how to buy bed linen, you yeah. know, because people don't know about fabrics in that way. We're just sold to it. How to buy towels. Like... Things to check when you move in How to move Like all that kind of stuff Fabulous The book is decor
1: galore If you
0: don't already have Gaff Goddess You should
1: buy that as well <laughs> And it's so great To have you here in person Thank you so much I know we've spoken About having this chat yeah. For ages But the fact that you were Coming to Ireland um, For a number of days I'm just delighted To have nabbed you So thank you so much I love the chat Thank you for chat. having me No like honestly I could talk to you all day So Aww. thank you Right back at you Aww. Thank you If you enjoyed our conversation, feel free to share it with family or friends. And please show your support on Apple or Spotify by clicking follow or leaving a rating or a quick comment. You've been listening to Ready to be Real Conversations.